Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sup, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome to But Am I Wrong, a podcast starring two people who have never been wrong about anything ever. This is a psychic podcast where we predict the future. My name's Raven Baxter, and <gasps> I'm so glad that I'm here to see the... Fe- I've never even seen a full episode of Are you That's kidding so me? Raven. No. That is like one of the best. Even though Raven and I are the same age, it was meant for younger people, so I yeah. didn't watch it. I was the target demographic. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when I tell you that, like, there are some Disney shows and Nickelodeon shows that stand the test of time, I will say that Raven and iCarly are, like, peak humor. Like, they're still, like, they were so good. So good. What else was really good? I don't know. But there's just a lot that you look back on. You're, like, a talent of the generation. And then we got Cheetah Girls. You've seen Cheetah Girls, right? No. I can <gasps> sing some of the songs, though. You have... Okay, first of all, you I need you to do some homework because I'm going to need you to watch it because eventually I will need us to get the outfits that they wear. I mean, they don't even wear cheetah prints. They wear leopard prints. So. Okay, but potato, potato. I did see a TikTok where <laughs> the all... The bachelorette party? Yes, where they all that, dress so up. So I need you to do... Okay, get re- I, I get the references. Me. I get the references. I don't have to watch it to get the references. But you have to understand that when they wear those iconic outfits, it's because a dog falls into a manhole and they sing I've the dog that. out. I've seen that scene. I've seen the dog run away. Weren't they all arguing? Yeah. Yeah, they were in a fight and then the mm-hmm. dog brought them together. I feel like the dog fell on purpose. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. The dog was a plot device. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, too. I want to look at the colors that they had because I they that had it. pink. So- I know. So let's see. Cheetah girls, cheetah girls outfits. There's a blue, I believe. Maybe I want to know who wore the blue. I want to be a Cinderella sitting in a cellar. Dusty cellar waiting for somebody. I remember Old Navy had the like, I had like a little vest that was like a blue cheetah print vest. I was obsessed. God, they're so good. It was just so good. And I'm sorry, when they went to Spain, the sequel fantastic fantastic i just also it was a book series no whitney houston was executive producer well of course because when whitney houston executive produces something it becomes my favorite movie along with deborah martin chase okay well now i need to look up their entire yes (laughs) roster of films so i can just know the preacher's wife did you ever watch that I don't think so. Princess Diaries, all of them. <gasps> Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Deborah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deborah's taking Nancy Myers for a fucking run of her money. Wow. The Cinderella movie that, of course, Whitney well, was course. in. Yeah. Cheetah Girls, all the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Wow. She's also an executive producer on The Equalizer that Queen Latifah stars in. Which one's that? 
It seems like it would be a show that you would watch. It sounds like one that's been on my list. It's a remake of like there was a movie version that Denzel Washington was in. I've seen that. And now Queen Latifah is the equalizer. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I mean, it's part of your CBS shows. I feel like yeah, <laughs> you like is. all those old lady shows. So. I'm sorry. I love my Midwestern shows. Okay. <laughs> oh, it has. Oh, it has not been canceled. It's renewed for a third season. Yeah. That sounds exactly like my kind of show. And I think that'll be a show that Mots will also love because he has fought me before on my primetime <laughs> CBS <laughs> television. And then he started watching them and he was like, this is pretty good. He has a friend at work who's like also obsessed with The Blacklist and was like, have you seen the new season? And Mots was like, you watch The Blacklist? And he like works in production and film guy. He goes, I'm sorry, it's a wonderful show, dude. Like, it's really well done. Like, all of this is great. And he was like, my fiance, Megan, loves it. When I met him, he was like, I heard like the blacklist you have great taste i'm like i know good tv when i see good tv <laughs> so mm-hmm. i need you to now watch the adam project that new ryan reynolds movie on netflix first of mm-hmm. all adorable so cute wonderful zoe's held on plays the love interest and i didn't know that but like he pulls out a picture from his wallet and i go it's always always held on and you never see her introduced in a movie first like meeting her no no you always see her it's either she's in a frame she's mm-hmm. in a photo and it's like it's always Zoe Saldana or you time travel and there she is <laughs> yeah it's like legitimately so that one Mark Ruffalo is also in it mm-hmm. and he punches um he punches Ryan Reynolds in one scene and it's the funniest fucking thing ever because he does it on purpose but he punches and he like jumps up because he's so much taller two feet off of the ground like behind him like he's doing a little like little like berries and cream like little lad kick as he's like punching and it's so funny punched Deadpool yes but Bruce Banner punched Deadpool I brought up to mods when you're watching it that I was like if they ever made a remake of the live action Peter Pan that little boy would be perfect Like, I literally brought that up. Interesting. When do you think Ryan Reynolds sleeps? Like, he's taking time off of acting. This is like his last thing he's doing. Okay. Because I was like, he had about 50 movies come out in the last year. Plus, he's very active on social media unless he has someone that captures his voice perfectly. Plus, he's a troll. Mm hmm. And we both know being a troll is a full-time It's job. a full-time job. I just, I hope he's taking time off to just troll. But they've got another Deadpool coming up, right? But they already filmed it. Yeah, I think they already filmed it. And or I think that it's not starting for like a couple years. Interesting. Do they live here? I think they live in New York because they're friends oh, with yeah. Taylor Swift. Who isn't friends with Taylor Swift? Me. I feel like it's easy. For me? Yeah, because she's friends with so many people. <laughs> Including problematic people. I know. I, I, the Lena Dunham of it all. <laughs> I always feel like this is my Leo snaps out in me that I'm just like, I feel like she knows that I exist and she just doesn't like me because I feel like we could have been friends and we're not. Hmm. So maybe she doesn't like me. It's fine. It's not fine. Okay. Well, um, you're probably wondering what the fuck this show is about. <laughs> This is a show where um, you write in, you tell us things that are happening in your life, and you want to know if you are the hero or the villain of the story, and we will tell you if you were wrong. Actually, first, we'll start talking about our own lives. 
And if we were wrong, and then we move on to pop culture, current events, and we will nominate the Rachel of the week, aka the asshole of the week, and decide who was wrong in the world this week. And I will say both of us have had, we have lists. Like, <laughs> there are options. So, yeah. And if you want to vote, because you can vote on who you think was wrong. So if you have personal opinions listening to this and you're like, yes, you're right, or no, you're so wrong, head on over to our Instagram and uh we will have all of the votes up before Monday. This episode comes out on Thursdays, but usually they're up Fridays. Head on over and vote. And we always say that, you know, take notes while you listen to the episode so you can remember how you feel, who you think is wrong, and then tap through all the stories before you vote so you can see what you're in for so you're not voting wrong. They did update on my phone I at did. least. Mm-hmm. You saw it too? I saw it. They have updated. There is a third choice now. You can do up to four. We'll see how this changes. If anyone has any suggestions, I do I do think it does really vary question to question. Yeah. Should we read the results? Let's do it. Okay. Who was wrong for episode 18? We have first up me versus influencers and celebrities promoting NFTs. 95% said influencers are wrong and 5% said NFT haters are wrong. There are some people very passionate when they responded about education of nfts they're very in the nft world and i just want to you know nfts they're mlms just think about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i hate that they're being posed as like the solution or the everyday man's like access to like stock trading and assets and all of his assets and stuff and i go so you're solving your issue with capitalism with more (laughs) Capitalism, billionaires, untangible, right? It's untangible, and there's billionaires behind it. So, what are you trying to solve? Like what? What? No. And again, it's an MLM. Like you only succeed if other people, mm-hmm. you know. And at least the stock market is like, I hey. can get like actual money. <laughs> well, and also the stock market's like not trying to pretend that like you know this is about creatives. This is about no, empowering it's about women. Greed. It's about making money. It's about greed. It is. And like, here's the thing, like, at least stand by it. Like, don't mm-hmm. give me this two faced monkey with like the fucking like red laser eyes being like women's empowerment or like blurred out so you can't see. And like, no, like if you want to make money, just say that. I hate it. All right. Now, mine was Melissa versus the coverage of Ukraine invasion. Ninety eight percent said the overtly racist coverage was wrong and two percent people were offended by the coverage. Most of the people that said the 2%, they messaged and said that they voted wrong. I will say it is always a little ironic when you see everyone voting wrong and it only looks like from profile pictures, which is not necessarily the most indicative, that it always happens to be the ones all white people. (laughs) So I'm okay. I'm I'm tentatively believing you. Mm -hmm. Tentatively. And also, someone could have clipped everything you said and gone viral on TikTok because, like, this is a psychic podcast. Like, some of the shit that people have now said since about this had not said before mm-hmm. the podcast. And I was like, it's like, <laughs> it's I like, like I'm watching a movie. I told you. I was like, I need to be a writer for The Daily Trevor Show. Noah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a man that we can agree on. Mm-hmm. Writer number one versus friend who copies off of her. Who is wrong? 9% said the writer was wrong. 91% said her friend was wrong. Checks out. Yeah. (laughs) The pictures you find 
tickle my fancy all the time. You'll see the ADHD hyperfixation pop out sometimes. And it's with this, which I will spend hours coming up with these photos for this thing that literally lasts 24 hours and is not that important. And then you also saw it with this merge thing that we're talking about that you were like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I blacked Which out. I haven't been able to look at yet. But it's okay. Next week busy. is pretty free. So free is for me, I should say. Yeah. As of now, it's yeah. only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Writer number two versus being bored because she doesn't have work. 79% said the writer is wrong. 21% said the writer is not wrong. And that 21% is... I still stand by what I said. Yeah. Hustle and grind culture. Mm -hmm. Writer number three versus friend that didn't tell the writer that they cheated on their boyfriend. 38% said the writer was wrong and 62% said the friend was wrong. Interesting. And I just let you know that that photo I used is the iconic Emily Gilmore. And it's probably one of my favorite photos of forever. Cheater? No, but I just love the photo. Okay. She does think her husband cheated on her because he had a, a yearly standing lunch date with his ex girlfriend Penelin Lott, and she found out at that what game the hell day. What's this name? It's a waspy name. <laughs> yes. Can you? I'm sorry. Can you think of anything more waspy? No. They had to. They, they had to one up Emily Gilmore with Penelin Lott. Okay, but like Emily and Gilmore are both like. Names, names that exist but penelin yeah i mean someone exists with that name i'm sure but i will say those waspy people were kind of like the originators of the utah names yeah that's true writer number four versus a boyfriend who is supporting his misogynist homophobic friend that is getting married who is wrong three percent said the writer 97 percent said her boyfriend i really like the photo that i also included I really wanted to do the one from When a Stranger Calls, but the dimensions just were not correct. They weren't working for you. Yeah. No. Okay. Wrong of the week. First one nominated was Danielle Bernstein. And who is wrong? 98% said Danielle was wrong. And 2% said Danielle is not wrong. This picture cracks me up. Yeah. I don't know why, because she's wearing something I would wear, but it's just something about it that cracks me up. I am very intentional in picking pictures of her because she photoshops the absolute living shit out of herself. And like she does it in a very triggering way. Like she just like makes herself look like so incredibly, incredibly, incredibly thin. And she also photoshops just everything. So this is one of the few photos that is not photoshopped. So it's used because it's like a photo, like I think it's a paparazzi one from fashion something, fashion Mm -hmm. week or something. And so this one gets used all the time. And I just know that she hates it. (laughs) <laughs> all right then the wrong of the week was annalyn mccord who's wrong 99 percent said she was one percent said annalyn was not wrong they did a spoof on snl this week it was like since all the media covered or like a lot of the media is being cut out of what's going on in ukraine then biden had like a summit of tiktokers because they're not getting shut down <laughs> of people that are like covering everything that's happening that's in real right though that actually happened. No, the White House had people just recently had a bunch of TikTokers there. Okay, then they were just spoofing that. <laughs> Wait, that's who played her? Was it Chloe? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think I went first last time. Mm-hmm. It's my turn. Your turn for the but am I wrong? Where you let us know. Was I wrong? Were you wrong? So yeah, this is the first time in a minute that I actually have a personal story and not a <gasps> rant. Um, so, you know, I moved in September and I ordered furniture. Then I ordered a table. It got sent back twice. 
then I canceled my, completely canceled the order because it, it was messed up each time. So then I ordered a new table from West Elm in like October. Mm-hmm. I just got my table on Sunday this past week. So it's been months. Great table. But oh. I signed up for the day before they had like to confirm my delivery. They said that the times would be between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Why at 8 o'clock in the morning was someone banging on my door, ringing the doorbell? And so like I have a ring now. So I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, and he's like, I'm here from West Elm to deliver. I say, so then I like put on clothes and then went to the door. He wasn't wearing a mask. I had my mask on. He wasn't wearing a mask. I said, put your mask on. Why are you here? And he goes, well, we were in the neighborhood. And I was like, well, you're not supposed to come till one. And he said, well, (laughs) but we were already here. So we just thought we'd drop it off. I go off on him and I was like, and also it was daylight savings time. So like I had already lost an hour of sleep. And then they were there for two hours. It just messed up my my sleep schedule for a while. They got everything. But then they lied to their company because at 1230, I got a notification saying they're en route to your place. They knew they weren't supposed to do this. So oh. then they faked the paperwork. And so I called and told them that they were lying, told the company that they were lying and that they Dropped it off at eight o'clock. I have footage from my ring if you would like to see it. Receipts. <laughs> yeah. And like telling them what happened. And they were like, we're sorry, complaining. But was I wrong to report them for lying? No, I don't think so. Because I just think that like, A, were they doing it so they could like have more time off or like not whatever they're doing there? But I think like regardless of that, the correct thing to do for them is they've got your phone number to mm-hmm. call and say, hey, we're in the neighborhood. We could actually drop it off earlier if you would like. I've had places do that. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not home. I've scheduled mm-hmm. my entire fucking day around this delivery. Exactly. And most of the time when you're most of the time you're late. And like mm-hmm. if you're going to be early, no one's really planning for that. So either give me a larger window of time. Or, like, call me and let me know, and then I can decide if I want to. So I do not think you're wrong at all, because also they definitely knew they were doing something wrong. But I just, like, people need to stop lying. Like, if you're going to come in the morning, come in the morning. If you're not, don't. But, like, that's so... I can't tell you how much I hate when people show up or, like, when those things are early. Yeah, because it. I literally was, like, up at 2 when the time change because I, I like to watch it because it'll yeah. go from one fifty nine to three o'clock <laughs> and so oh yeah because that's when it changes and then you miss you don't have two o'clock at all so I saw it so I knew I was up late I watched like the full season of Mrs. Maisel I watched three episodes of Grey's Anatomy like I was watching TV I haven't watched TV in so long yeah. so I was up and so like I was tired and I wasn't planning on being awake until much later in the day and they just fucked everything up for the rest of my day yeah no I hate that and also especially when you're the ones even when you're picking your time you go mm-hmm. but I didn't pick that time right there's a there's a reason why I didn't pick that time I don't want that time and they were just so like he laughed about it <laughs> Fuck you. No, this is inconvenient to me Mm -hmm. and my life. Well, no, I don't think you're wrong at all. Thank you. Okay. My hot take is that the hallmarkification and consumerification and girl bossification of International Women's Day 
has essentially feels like it's kind of become a parody and a joke about women. I'm with you with this. And that's why I didn't have anything posted on my Instagram about it. I I can only imagine somewhat similar to how a lot of people in the LGBTQIA plus community feel about like pride in Target's pride collection and Disney doing all this pride stuff, then having none of those company morals align with like what they're spending this month promoting. And so for International Women's Day, it's a day. Mm-hmm. It's a day. <laughs> and in other countries, and I want to say this specifically America, I looked it up and did research. And a lot of other countries, International Women's Day is like used for protest and like a lot of like rallies. And they like will center things around like women and AFAB issues in certain countries. They will have their protests around that day intentionally. That to me makes complete and total sense. But the f- just the sheer amount of, <laughs> I almost said propaganda, the sheer amount of like media and just everything about like, it feels like pretty little thing, 5% off for International Women's Day and like all International Women's Day. Like we are so happy. Like we love women. International Women's Day. Do we pay women as much as we pay the men? No. Do we have any women in positions of power? No. But here you go. And like most of the places don't even have coupons, but like it feels like... Yeah, a girl bossification of this. And it doesn't seem like there's any sort of education around it. Doesn't seem like, oh, this isn't like a remembrance day. And this isn't like a, there's no time off of work. There's no like, there is no, none of that. And it just feels like such an empty gesture that it almost feels insulting. There is someone created a bot on Twitter for any time a company like posted something about International Women's Day, then it would tweet out if they paid women less than the men in the company. Brilliant. That's genius. Yeah. But yeah, it literally, I got to the point at International Women's Day where I was like, okay, hold up. I just feel like everyone's making fun now. Mm -hmm. Like, I just need you to stop because it feels so disingenuous. It's like insulting. Mm -hmm. And again, like, and it feels like even people like making, then making jokes about it where like all these guys be like, happy International Women's Day. Like, I love fucking women. Like, this is great. And I'm like, see, this is how we know that like nobody has taken this seriously here. And like, it has just become an excuse for like a cute little graphic on your Instagram. Instagram and it's like, oh, we're so happy to let everybody know International Women's Day. We love the two women who work at our company. Like, let me explain what what these women do and not let them speak. Mm-hmm. And like, it just feels like that. So like, it's literally become a meme. And I even had to look up. I'm like, what's the origin of International well, Women's Day? The woman that founded it in the United States. I worked with her before. She was a, also a voiceover actress. So she does oh, wow. audio books. I've worked with her very nice lady she like petitioned in the 80s for it to happen and like it was a thing where it was like congressional and I feel like I want to ask her I actually might ask her how what her thoughts on are on what it's become at this point yeah because I didn't know the origin and I had to look it up on it was International Women's Day and I was like literally just getting so annoyed by the end of the day so I was like I don't even know the origin of it and I looked Mm -hmm. it up and that's where I was like oh the way that this is observed in like how how we got here, the fact that we are so wild, like wildly, quote unquote, celebrating this. But like, I have no history of the origin of this at all. I'm like, we're mm-hmm. not celebrating it. Like, we're just like, this is kind of like a look, women. Yay. Now, yeah. shh, like, stay down, stay quiet. And it just feels just so fun. just. It, yeah, I'm just like, fuck off, yeah. fuck off with all of this fucking shit. And I also do think that 
it is also just led way for white women and TERFs and trans-exclusionary radical feminists to then make this uh, a holiday that they dictate based on genitalia. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, white womening, white women tearsing E of just... It's... Yeah. It's... I don't like it. I hate women. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So do you want to take us away with our first... But are you wrong? This is where you all submit email submissions. That's what you do as a mission. You submit it. 300 words or less, and you let us know what is happening in your life that you would like us to decide. Be the all-knowing decider. If you were wrong, send it to butamirongpod at gmail.com. You have to keep it under the 300 words. And if you're like, oh, this feels like longer than 300 words. I don't know how to do a word count. Copy and paste it into Google. You will do a word count for you. Because there was one that I wanted to read, but it was literally like 900 words. There are... One, two, three, four, five, six that are too long. Most of them, I will say, are too long. But there are six of them that are at least 1,200 words. You all have received emails by this point to tell you to cut this down. And to the people that send email, that then send it back, and then there's still like 420 words. 300. It's 300. That's like I could summarize Titanic in two sentences. So therefore, you should be able to summarize your story into 300 words. There was room on the door. That's all you need to know. See, Do you not think so? It's not that there was room. It's that the balance would have been off. I think it would have dipped. I don't understand physics enough to argue with that. So I will just have to agree with you. I don't think it would have been balanced. And then the people that say that they could have swapped getting in and out your body changing temperatures that drastically, you get to hypothermia faster. So you also don't want to push out that energy. Yep. And they had already expelled so much energy. Yeah. The inconsistency that I have a hard time with is that he sinks (laughs) like as if there are bricks tied to yes. his feet, he sinks. And like, so I looked it up and I guess technically he could have sunk like, based on like the ratio of like how cold, something about it. But it was like he would have come back up relatively I was going to say the top part of his body was not underwater. So it still was not completely frozen like the rest of his body. So, yes, he would have come back up. Yeah, pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. like that was like they would have needed to cut the shot a lot or you should have like which is not as dramatic. I think it is actually more dramatic if he let if he, she let go and then he bounced back up. <laughs> Imagine <know>. that. <laughs> like a buoy. Just bobbing yeah. up and down. And she's just like and looking just, at his I'll face. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. And he's just bobbing. Literally a human buoy. James Cameron missed opportunities. Maybe he would have gotten an Oscar for that. (laughs) (laughs) He had to fuck a bear. No, he could have just been a buoy. Just say fuck a bear in that movie. I don't think so. Okay, I don't know. Everyone does say it, but I think when it gets down to it, he doesn't actually fuck the bear. I think maybe the bear attacks him, but I don't think the bear actually fucks him. Okay. I love this game of telephone where we all just were like, Leonardo DiCaprio I'll fucked never a bear watch. for yeah, an Oscar. I'll never watch no. that movie. And I guess we could Google it right now, but who has the time? Okay, here's my first one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the pod and don't blame me. I was wondering if I was wrong in this situation. I am a 20-year-old, she, her, May Taurus. And the other person is my boyfriend, 21, him, he, him, made tours as well. We have been together for three years and our families were really close when we were growing up. 
When we did a big move about six months ago, my grandma, late 60s, she, her, September Virgo, lent us $250 so we could buy a fridge. Since then, we have paid her back in bits. As of now, we don't owe her anything. My grandma and I have a very strained relationship. She is extremely manipulative and has a very big woe is me mentality. Imagine if Gaslight was personified into an older lady. She's now saying we haven't paid her back and still owe her $250. My boyfriend said we should push back since we've paid her, but I don't want to get into it with her and would rather just give her the money in one payment. So I have the receipt. Am I wrong for not wanting to deal with it? Feel free to be harsh. I can take it. How much do you like your grandma? <laughs> right. The thing is, if you took this to Judge Judy, she would be like, do you have the receipts for the payments? And if you don't have the receipts, Judge Judy would be like, you still owe her the money. But if you live far away <laughs> and you know that you've paid her the money, if you don't give her the money, what is it going to hurt? It doesn't sound like she's a very nice lady anyway. Yeah. So like, is, is are you you giving the money... How much is that going to change? Yeah, that's not going to make her a better person. Yeah. And like, if it's not this, is it just going to be like something else? And so $250 is like, that's like that's a good chunk of that's money. That's a good amount of money. But $500 mm -hmm. is even more. And also you could have bought a way better fridge for $500. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would be like, well, kind of low key, fuck that. So I don't know. Can you like blame? You could just be like, I guess you're getting a little old, ma'am. You forgot. Can you like forge your receipt? No, don't do that. Don't do forgery. No. But no, but I you think don't that, have like, like any record. So were you just sending her cash. cash every few weeks? Do you have anything that shows that you paid her? I'm guessing not if it's turned into something like this. But yeah, like, did you text about it? Like, was it on the phone where it's like, hey, did you get the money? Like, even if you right. don't have like a physical receipt, like, do you have conversation receipts of conversations of like hey put the check in the mail mm -hmm. blah 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 because you can always do that and like screenshot it and be like we gave it to you if it's a check then you should have a bank record and or do you have any other family members that can vouch for you i understand not wanting to get into it more but like if it doesn't put a financial strain on you and it will like drastically change this relationship with her then like sure go for it but i think that i would understand as like your as your boyfriend, I would be like, um, we already paid. So like I could if you I don't know, I that maybe this sounds mean, but I think if you're like trying if this is like a you your relationship with her thing, then I think that like you should be the one to offer like if you want to pay for it, you should cover it. But you guys both already paid before. I mm -hmm. think it's valid if he doesn't want to pay more. Yeah. So that's groceries for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. It also just seems like I don't know how much that's gonna change. Mm-hmm things with her and like i if you can detach that from it like yeah like you said how close does she live mm -hmm. okay hi megan and melissa i'm 23 years old and my pronouns are she her my friend she her and i agreed to buy concert tickets to see an artist we both really like the concert we agreed to to go to was during the summer however the artist also has a show in our city during the spring my friend surprised me with tickets to the concert in the spring i had no idea she was going to buy these tickets she bought three tickets the total cost is about a thousand dollars she now wants me to pay her back for my ticket which is about 350 dollars i did not consent to the purchase of my ticket and i can't afford them i understand why she wants me to pay her back because it's a lot of money but i am wrong for thinking that i shouldn't have to pay for my ticket since she took it upon herself to buy these tickets without talking to me about it first you are not wrong <laughs> you're not at wrong at all. all 
No, someone, especially this is the same thing, something that that's a significant amount of money. You don't just buy things without consulting someone. It would have taken her two seconds to send you a text message. Hey, they're coming to our town. Let's go in the spring. I'm getting the tickets. And then you would have said yes or no. And in this case, you would have said no. And she wouldn't have been out of an extra $350. Absolutely not. You're not wrong. If you're going to just buy something, then you take that as a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. And also, if she doesn't want to be like the, oh, I found these tickets and like, they're like, like, let's just say that they're really close and they're actually a good deal for like what they are. And like, she's like, well, I want, I don't want to buy, I know she wants to go. So like, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're going to take on that financial burden, it has to be like, and if she doesn't want these tickets, I'll just sell them. Mm -hmm. Like, but you can't have this expectation. Like, like you have to pay me back for this. Like I did this thing that that's also like hefty for concert tickets like that to me is like second that's like second read that's resale market like concert tickets which means that you can get those at any point yeah no don't pay her back that's Mm -mm. like absolutely i would be so mad that's like friendship ending type of behavior no i think that like any time that like with anything that involves like money and friends if you make calls about like what people are going to spend and assume people will spend that. Like, you have to talk to every... Like, for my birthday, I was like, okay, here are the... like, And mm-hmm. I wasn't even like, here's the thing that I spent all this time planning. Because I think there's a manipulative way to do it. It's like, here's the thing I spent all this time planning. This sandwich will cost everybody. If, it, if you don't want to go, it's fine. But like, no, I literally was making like Google Docs of like, here are these options. Mm-hmm. This is the breakdown. This is how much it'll cost every night for each person. Like, message me separately. Like, let me know what you like and which one you would pr- like want. And like, what budget would work for everybody. Like, if it's about the concert, buy yourself the ticket. But if it's about going to a concert with a friend, like that's a communicative process. I hate that. I feel that way, even the same way about like when people go to restaurants and like don't let you know ahead of time where you're going. And it's like mm-hmm. a ridiculously expensive restaurant. It's like, let's mm-hmm. turn an appetizer. It's a tapas. There's nothing you can like. And it's just like that gives me such bad anxiety. Or when you're at a restaurant with a group of people and then they're all like, let's split. And it's like, I didn't get alcohol mm-hmm. or I didn't eat any of the appetizer. I just ate my meal. I'm not splitting this ticket equally. I am a stickler for that. I will not. Like, I truly will not split. Also because I have food allergies. So 90% Mm -hmm. of the time I have to modify so much. Like, I'm not going to. I refuse. And not if my friends are like those people. Like, they're all very much like, oh, no, don't don't split. Like, or even if it's in a group of people, it'll be like, oh, you didn't drink. So you're not splitting. Mm -hmm. So, like, just here's what you owe. Gives me anxiety. Gives me anxiety. Okay, so should we take a quick break? Let's do it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read 
at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break shall we get into the uh last two submissions we shall i am emailing because i want to know if i am wrong in the situation i she her am a freshman in college and the other person in this story he him who we will call brent is also a freshman for reference i got out of a long-term relationship almost two years from the person I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with and right before coming to college. Brent and I met at a party a couple weeks into school and from then we spent almost every single day together. We got really close and we would go on dates, be affectionate in public, and I even took his virginity. 
We were pretty much in a relationship, but literally a week into knowing him, I told him that I was not ready for a relationship because I had gone through a breakup to be single in college and I wouldn't be ready for a while. He knew I wasn't ready for a relationship, but he still pushed to further relationship territory, even when I wasn't comfortable. He would try to tell me what I could and couldn't wear, and he became very protective when it came to me going out or hanging out with other people. Because of this, I became very distant, and after coming back to school for winter break, I was too busy to even make time for myself. The distance made him angry, and he blew up at me and is now trying to make my life a living hell. He has turned so many girls in my sorority against me, and I truly feel like an awful person for making him feel let on. We are no longer speaking, but I have heard from so many random people the awful things he is saying about me. I feel bad that he... I feel bad that he felt let on, but I also made it very clear that I was not over my ex and I was not ready for a relationship. He was not let on. He was completely aware and was like, this is a wonderful opportunity for me to like be the absolute piece of shit, toxic asshole, fuck, fucker, fuck, fuck that I am. You set boundaries, clear boundaries. You told him you weren't ready for a relationship and he was like, whatever, I'll just gaslight her into being in a relationship with me. And now he's talking behind his back, because, behind your back, because his feelings are hurt. But he's a piece of shit. And anybody that doesn't see that is wrong as well. Yeah, there there is like this this thing of like when you say like, oh, we were like we, we had only known each other for a week. And we were basically already dating. That's a big red flag, especially at that age. That's kind of where the love bombing thing comes in. And then, yeah, oh, so now he's trying to control what you wear and who you hang out with and all of that. So, like, that is all very intentional on his part. He didn't feel led on. He didn't feel led astray. He wanted to control you, and you did not go for it, and he thought he could. Mm -hmm. And so now he's upset that he no longer has the power. You're a freshman. Biggest advice I can give to a freshman, you're already having trouble with your sorority recognize that you were paying to be in that position. And if it's rough freshman year, assuming you're, let's assuming you're in a panhellenic sorority. If it's rough freshman year and these people are being turned against you and like all of this kind of stuff, save your money. (laughs) Save your money. Dip the fuck out. Yeah. In PHC sororities, it's more like we ride for our sisters and then fuck up anybody that gets in our way. (laughs) Like literally, like if you told me I had to like, cast a bachelorette party or just like people I need on my side in a fight like all of the cele- almost like a large chunk of the celebrities every time I mention you be like you know a sister mm-hmm. a sister and I'm like <laughs> you 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 have one like we the rest of us have failed and we just need to like give up and see like how how can when there is so, when there is people doing it so much better how are we not embarrassed throw the towel in all right all we have is just like people dying and like <laughs> bullying and hazing and just all of this shit. And I I'm mean, like, we've had that too, but then they had a whole moratorium where that got shut down. So yeah, and you know, the, I I think the the alum involvement is probably the biggest indicator of the selection process of people and like how things. When you have like a bunch of like fully grown adult women who still so fondly look back at this thing and not only like in like speaking on memories, but like, you know, invest their time and their money and their energy like into this organization. And then you have the vast majority of alums for Panhellenic sororities like have never, Mm -hmm. ever. That's true. 
You know? That is very true. Sisterhood is forever. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, but you're not wrong. At all. Correct. (laughs) Just just want us to let you know. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm 25 she, her, and my partner is 29 he, him. For the last month or so, we have this weekly date to go to our cute little downtown and eat at one restaurant that has a meal special for beer and a pot pie every Tuesday. That is so cute. Sounds delicious. I, I fucking love, a pot, love pie. pot pie. <laughs> pot pie is like elite food. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes like it's one that like, you can get frozen just yeah. as good. Yeah. Oh, we are planning to go again today. So I put on a cute outfit this morning in preparation for it. Earlier today, he decided to invite his friend who he hangs out with online a lot, but not often in person, which I thought he was inviting him to go with us instead of without me. I was bummed when I asked him him, if he wanted to go with just his friend and without me, and he alluded to yes. I absolutely support him hanging out with his friends without me, but it sucks when we had a weekly date night and even discussed going the same time this week until earlier today. And the kicker, I'm a vegetarian and every pie they have had thus far has had meat in it, so I haven't been able to try the pie. I just found out that this week is a vegetarian pie, so I could have had the pie this week of all weeks. We didn't know this in advance, just a kind of a nail in the coffin situation. He asked if I wanted him to bring me anything back, but it's just not the same. Am I wrong for being upset? I'm not trying to overreact over something as basic as pie, but this was our designated time for just the two of us hanging out without distractions. And I know that he feels badly about it, but I'm not going to console him when I'm the one sitting home eating Ikea veggie balls instead of sweet, sweet pie. Thank you. I love both your podcasts. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. I don't know if you're like wrong in the sense, like I don't think you're having your feelings hurts, having your feelings be hurt is wrong. I think that like, it's not wrong for him to be like, oh, shit, I, I, like, I was going to hang out with a friend even though he has, like, plans with you or whatever. Like, him letting you know that, whatever. I think that, like, it would also hurt my feelings if my partner canceled our, like, standing date night and then also went to that same place with a, that a friend. Like, it just like, kind of... Is he that, in love with that friend? Yeah, it feels a little slimy. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, if you've only been doing this for about a month or so, it might not be as, like, routine in his mind that this is your thing. It's just kind of been a thing that you both have, like, been doing. And that he then was like, oh, I thought I could, like, bring this person there to come do it. So I definitely get how your feelings are hurt, but I don't think it's, like, a malicious move. I think simultaneously something can be innocent yet also still like hurt your feelings. I think it might be a little malicious to be honest. Like this is a friend so? that he never sees in person. Oh yeah. They don't hang out. Like this is on the day that you like she got up and got ready. Like this is something that they usually do together. I take it back. You're right. I forgot <laughs> about that part. You know, maybe the the online friend was like, "Hey, do you want to hang out today?" And then it might have slipped your boyfriend's mind. But, like, it just seems a little too convenient that this is the day that you guys usually go out. Yeah, and it just feels lazy. Like, you couldn't have come up with another thing to do instead of the thing that we always do. Yeah, so, like, if you would have been like, hey, I have this other thing to do today with my friend, but can we do this tomorrow night or whatever, I would be fine with it. It's the fact that you've been doing this and then he acted like it was nothing even if when he realized you know this was our date night if he was like oh i'm so sorry i scheduled this let's just go tomorrow yeah here's what i would have done 
when you said that he basically alluded, you asked if he wanted to just go with him and his friend and like he alluded to yes, I would have never asked that. I would have just been like, fuck that, I'm coming along. Mm-hmm. Like that isn't necessarily fun, but like that is kind of like a petty thing of being like, well, this is like our thing. Like, what do you mean? Maybe they are in love. Yeah, this is a little, now that you've mentioned that like this is an online friend that they like don't really hang out. Like I would have done the exact same thing where he's like, yeah. can I bring you anything for takeout? I've been like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and I would have eaten like chips and salami for dinner and have been like, mm. okay, well. So now it's time for Rachel of the Week where we each nominate the asshole of the week, the person who is just like showing exemplary, exem- mm-hmm. exemplatory. You said it right. Okay. Just a shining star in their field of assholism. For our mutual ones, should we just put that one out there? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a mutual one. This won't be our final one, but this person, everyone knows who it is. It's uh, Jane Campion, Campion, Champion without an H. If you don't know what she did, you probably, you're either like in a different country or I mean, she's Australian. So actually, I take that back. She was at an award show. I forgot Critics which one Choice it was. Awards. Critics Choice Awards. She won Best Director. And for some reason, she just felt the need to bring... Venus and Serena Williams, the goddesses that they are, into the speech saying that they don't have to compete against men, which, first of all, I would be like uh, that ne- that famous NeNe Leakes meme of, now, why am I in this? Like, <laughs> why? why? Like, they're, they're athletes. You're a director. What does that have to do with the category? Like, anything that you have to do with your acceptance speech. She also was, like, joking about it. As if Venus and Serena, like, haven't been working behind the scenes, making sure that women are getting paid the same as men. And also, like, they compete in mixed doubles. So they do compete against men. (laughs) Like, not only was it a, like, very, I don't even know if you would call it a microaggression, but, like, she definitely, like, was just spewing it. And it's very obviously, I I think an aggression, aggression, but, like, Mm -hmm. Being renowned as a microaggression because she, quote unquote, unknowingly did it. Right. But it was also just factually incorrect. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, what? The reasoning behind it or the the how she said it was she won for a director and notoriously female. There's very few female directors. The vast majority of female directors are white mm-hmm. of those female directors. And it was the, wow, I beat out all of these men. And so she looks to the two women, two of the black women in the audience, and then decides to be like, you both are so lucky that you don't have to compete with the men, alluding that the award that she won was harder for that. Right. Like, oh, in that face that they made in the audience. Did you see Z-Way say, I make this face about 50 <laughs> times a day? <laughs> and it's true. So she's since apologized and I mean, I think that like what however you apologize, like not my apology to accept. Um, I do think that there will be critiques on any side of how you formulate an apology. But I just per- like I just find this kind of this is the kind of apology that makes me just want to do like the I'm jacking off like mm-hmm. so, like because it's just it's, it's so just flowery and like, yeah, and it just it just feels like there's no remorse. Yeah, it feels so much like here, you know, you do all these wonderful. And instead of being like, oh, my gosh, like I'm such a fucking idiot. Like that was so I'm so sorry. Like that was like my bad. Like it's just so clearly 
I'm apologizing because I'm supposed to apologize. Yeah, I'm performing an apology. Mm -hmm. I wrote this apology and now I'm performing this apology to you. Because So she said, like, it was a thoughtless comment equating what I do to film... In the film world, with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved, I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. And then just like, but I did. And that was my white feminism popped out. The fact that the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off, and they've both raised the bar and opened doors for the world for what is possible for women of the world. The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. I love Serena and Venus. Their accomplishments are, are titanic and inspiring. Serena and, and Venus, I apologize and completely celebrate you. Like, there is no own onus of what you mm-hmm. did. And if it's the last thing that you meant to do, then why'd you do it? Exactly. And then it just explain. And you're allowed, as a white person, like, it is inevitable that you will fuck. Like, if you think that that, like, you're in, again, it's the attention versus impact. I'm like, if you think that, like, you would never do something like that, but you did, that's a wonderful teaching moment for you and for, like, other white people to be like, wow. A I, learning moment and a teaching moment. It's a moment where, like, a vast majority, this is, like, the biggest, like, white women weaponized of the, well, I'm not. Like, and I face oppression as a, like, this is such a, 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 a like, 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 like you said, this is such like a, a moment that you could have learned so much. And it just feels like the, oh, no, that's not what I didn't mean. That's not what it meant. Like, that wasn't that's not what I was trying to say. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter what you were trying to say, because like what you said was bad and mm-hmm. any version of it is bad. Like point blank. Brittany Pack, Packnett Cunningham. So she's in. Activist, writer, educator, MSNBC analyst. She had a thread on Twitter where she goes, I'm honestly amazed at the number of white women in my mentions and DMs who claim to not understand at all why black people sometimes laugh off racist microaggressions like y'all haven't laughed off sexist microaggressions before. And then she didn't ask. She goes, I'm actually not amazed. LOL. Someone said the bless your heart brigade want to act brand new. <laughs> so white women's inability to identify what should be a very familiar look on Venus's face has everything to do with your inability to admit that plenty of the times you are the microaggressor. And that's the bridge some of you don't want to cross. And I think that's because that face that she when they're that laughing, mm-hmm. that all of that. I'm like, yeah, you I've know that there. face. And white women, we have that face when it comes to men. But like this idea that you're completely blind, like that doesn't happen with other women as if. Yeah. You're all coming from the same point of privilege or disadvantage in their mind. Okay. Mm. So that's an obvious shared one. Yeah. Would you like to take away your solo? So my solo one is, so Kamora Lee Simmons, she has an estranged husband who admitted to posing as his ex-wife for years to spin a web of lies, convincing Kamora more that they were divorced (laughs) When they first met, he made a fake email address and was pretending to be his ex-wife. Let me just read this. Tim testified under oath Tuesday. He pretended for years to be his then wife, Chinese heiress, Judy Chan, and sent fake emails to his future wife, Kimora, when they began their relationship. It's pretty wild, Tim admitted. He created a fake email email account to pose as Chan in order to woo Kimora using it to convince her he was already divorced to Chan. Tim apparently did a great job posing as his then wife because the emails presented to court reportedly show Kimura invited Chan and her kids on multiple family vacations, which Tim posing as Chan declined. Wait, so is this their divorce trial? Why is he under oath? Oh, I don't even know if it's their divorce (laughs) trial. It might be like a... I kind of hope it's not because how much funnier would that be? Like, does she know? 
Now she knows. But I wonder if this is related to their relationship. Yeah, this is their divorce. Their divorce trial. Holy And his shit. name is Tim Lessener, and he is a ex-Goldman Sachs banker. <laughs> I need a special edition episode of Catfish. Cam and Neve can <laughs> Yes! <laughs> that is so embarrassing. Yeah. How do you, you have the time? We've seen those people on Catfish 90% of the time. Like, like that, you were that thirsty? You were that thirsty that parched. you needed to, yes, like that you, like dehydrated, that you needed, <laughs> you wanted to be with Kamora so bad. So you cheated on your wife, made a fake account, said that you were divorced, and then like essentially befriended her through emails. Like it's so manipulative. That's so manipulative. Just imagine the absolute mind fucking gaslighting that has to come from like the first time that like if they ever met, because if they have mm-hmm. shared kids, like when Kamora meets her and like she's like trying to, and she's like very like imagine how much of a mind fuck that would be. That's, yeah. Like, what? Like I thought we had this. Like, like we were friends. <laughs> and then imagine finding out that you're like literal full grown husband, like full grown adult catfished as her. First of all, I'm going to say, I don't know what her astrological sign is, but the Leo in me, a little bit of me, I'd be like, damn, (laughs) like you really wanted me. And then immediately after, I'd be like, and you're wild and I'm divorcing you immediately. Yeah. Like, thank you for the compliment on the way. Like, continue out. Like, goodbye. Like, how messed up is that? (laughs) Like, that's like so embarrassing. And like, just imagine having to admit that. And like your kids, I would be like, Dad. I would think I can't find any reports of it, but I would think it came up because they probably she actually probably did talk to the woman and she was like, yeah, I've never sent you an email. That is so I wonder if the first thing that comes into your mind that it was him or like what it, the fuck it was. Oh, yeah. my gosh. If he got up there and admitted all of that, that means that she also has proof. Yeah. And so I wonder if the ex-wife was like ready to testify. Yeah. And they did show the emails in court. <laughs> I can't wait to look at those pictures. That's wild. Wild. Okay. I would like to nominate for my Rachel of the Week the internet, the vast majority of the internet, the armchair experts who are deciding that because the family of Bob Saget has ruled that they are not going to make the autopsy photo, graphic photos, and videos public, that therefore there is something that they are hiding. And that it's this whole conspiracy theory um, and instead of just recognizing that people are mourning the loss of someone, that uh, they are protesting that they don't want those images out there. And this falls into the same thing with like the true crime shit that like (laughs) there has been no crime. There is no criminal case. There is none of that. That people are so fucking weirdly thirsty for murder and like nefarious activities and bad things to feel like self-important that they've like figured something else out that they people don't know and like everyone's out to get everyone else that they have to like fabricate this idea that there's no evidence of that purely based on the fact that they've watched a couple true crime documentaries and think that there's no way you could suffer from a brain injury from falling, like your skull couldn't get crushed in. Even though one of my biggest legitimate fears is slipping in the bathroom and suffering a traumatic brain injury because that's pretty, that's not common, but it is one of the more common places to obtain a traumatic, like Mm -hmm. if you fall in a bathroom, 
you're more likely, there's sharp corners in most places, tile, slippery. You remember, I fell in my bathroom Dude. by the shower. <laughs> it is my biggest, it's like one of my biggest fears. Like, mm-hmm. And just that people have no knowledge of forensics, but just from what they know from podcasts, and they go, no, that has to be, so- he was murdered. He was murdered and then this, 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 and this. And it's just like so fucked up. And also this like, feigned sense of like we just want to get to the bottom of this like we really care and I'm like you actually don't care at all because this is like the family's wishes and you're also pretending that you don't know how fucking gross and gruesome people are that they they want to see those photos not because they want to solve those crimes but because they are disgusting people Mm -hmm. who want to see that like if you look up this is like it's so sad but when you look up any celebrity who has passed or even like murder one of the earliest google searches are Mm -hmm. crime scene photos Mm -hmm. like when i looked up there was this like i was trying to figure out the name of this bridge in la that we were driving over and when i looked it up and it was like it was something about the bridge being haunted then and i looked at it and immediately the next search results were graph it literally said graphic images of the child who fell off the bridge yeah and i was like what the fuck there's this woman in new york that fell this happened before we were even a thought before our parents were born that fell off a building and like she's known as the most beautiful person that has died by suicide because of the way that she landed and like a lot of people have recreated this image like taylor swift has doja cat has like they've done it in music videos where they're lying on a car like on top of a car that's been smashed in it's disgusting and also she wrote in her letter that like when she like there was a letter that was attached to her and she said please don't let my parents see what I look like and now this has become a famous image it's disgusting yeah it's absolutely disgusting and like I just wish that the people who advocate so strongly um, against parents showing pictures of their children on social media took to this Mm -hmm. and like I saw someone literally arguing that there is no dignity when it comes to death and like there like people need to just like shut up and like show the stuff because like people want to see it. And it's like, here's the thing. You're allowed to have morbid curiosity. And you know what you do? You keep that to your fucking self. Mm -hmm. You keep that to your fucking self. Like if you truly believe that there is no dignity with death at all, like that's so fucked. Like you're not like, no, no, you don't get to like pick and choose when people of like loved ones and stuff, like how they decide to go about grieving. And like you are not specific. You're not owed anything from celebrities, but you are specifically not owed photos of their dead bodies. Yeah. How triggering is that for the fam? Like mm-hmm. when people are like, well, we want to see them. Like, do you want when they see all the time? Do you want to look in people's eyes and know that they have seen what it looked like when your husband? You want to see they they know what your husband's dead body looked like. It's probably the most traumatic part of your entire life is identifying the body, and you want to know that every person you interact with then since then has also seen that. Yeah, that's like someone knowing the like when you think about like you don't want people to know the worst parts about you. You know what I mean? Like you feel like people look at you differently, and you have like why should you have to relive that? already didn't vanessa bryant get it so the cops that shared those images um Mm -hmm. they were all fired and she's actively in court for that and there's been like one other celebrity case where it was ruled yeah and she's trying to get like a law passed that you can't take pictures like that well it also makes no sense because like people are like well you have to show that in a crime scene i'll go it's not a crime it's not a crime it's not in court. If someone wants to pursue like court charges for that, sure. And if it feels like there's foul play involved, but if it's a malpractice, no, you shouldn't be. 
unless the family wants those photos out there in general, but like it should never ever be that. And like the idea that justice is at the expense of like the loved ones who are still here, that's not justice. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what that is. Because if you can't, if you if it does not include the people who are actually losing that loss of someone versus you who've created this idea of this person in your head that you have to seek this irrational justice for, no, you're so fucked. And like the way that people treat people who are grieving when it comes to their own like interest and their own curiosity, it's like, you're you're not fooling anyone. We know you don't mm-hmm. care. You're just some fucking perv who wants to see photos of a dead body. Yeah. Like, wash yeah. bones. Come on. Like, be like a fucking normal person. <sighs> uh, yeah. In the same vein, because it's about the same person, but this woman that her daughter is close friends with my sister, and she's always been very kind, but then, like, has shown her true colors in the past couple years as far as, like... Black Lives Matter and Asian hate and the vaccine. And she said she was like, it It seems curious that he got the he publicly talked about getting the booster shot before. And then this happened. And then like there was a thread, a hun- like hundreds and hundreds of comments deep of like people that she knows were all like on this conspiracy theory train. And then that that was the final thing that made my sister unfollow her. I was just like, I don't know why you held on to that woman. She's like, well, she was always so good to me. I was like, I don't give a fuck. That woman is messed up. True colors are out there. Yeah. Yeah, people did the same thing with um, Haley Bieber had like a blood clot in her brain that like passed relatively quickly, but mm-hmm. she had like stroke-like symptoms. <laughs> and like, I was talking to Mots about it. And I was like, dude, all the anti like they're going wild for this. And I was like, but you know, statistically, <laughs> if she's on birth control and also being a woman mm-hmm. is just more like that, that is more likely what would happen. Like yeah. that's as part of being a woman, yep. <laughs> blood clots. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Ugh, but they'll attribute absolutely anything to it. Yep. And then absolutely nothing can be attributed to actually getting COVID. But the vaccine, yes. Which Pfizer is approving the next booster round today for 65 and older. So that means it'll trickle down to us in the next couple months. Hell yes. Yeah. Boost me. Constantly boost me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to leave a review on the podcast app store, we would love for you to do that. It would make our day. And if you want to head on over to our Instagram to vote, please do so. Please don't vote wrong. And if you do vote wrong, let us know because we would like to know. And if you have anyone you want us to talk about for the Rachel of the Week, anyone you would like to nominate, if it's a TikTok, tag us in it. If it's just send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, anything. We love to uh, hear what you all want us to talk about. I will say someone did tag me in something that was about a creator who within the LGBTQIA community and was being called out for that. I hear you. I see you. I'm on your side. I do think that there are certain subjects that like two straight women commenting Mm -hmm. on nominating someone in the queer community who identifies as queer, who's disappointed the queer community is not. I stand in solidarity with you and I'm like on your side, but I don't think it's productive and Mm -hmm. or helpful for us to call that out. Yeah. You know? Yep. You don't need the straights to do it. We're just going to, it's just, it's not, we're also not going to help your cause because like, it's going to make us look, you know? Yeah. It's like when men call out women I hate, I'm like, shh, shh. 
no, this is for us. Right. Like International Women's Day. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, follow our own individual socials. If you go head on over to our Instagram, if you're still listening and comment. Comment your you can nominate your Rachel. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. And anything else before we head out? I'm good. Great. We will circle back. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.